Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Julie Bates with the podcast Training the Pointing Labrador, episode number 270. And today's episode is going to be the promised uh, recap of the 2023 Triple Crown in Lenore, Idaho. Just got back literally last night. That's a long drive. I drove because I stopped and visited my kids in uh, Utah on the way up. And I will have to say for those people that came to the Triple Crown from uh, the Flatlands, <laughs> anywhere anywhere west of, of uh, the Rocky Mountains, they had the probably thrill of a lifetime or fright of a lifetime because it was really, there was some mountain road driving both to get there and then to get to the test grounds. So it was kind of funny to hear everybody talk about that, but absolutely beautiful location very scenic scenic driving there you know scenic just being there I, I remember standing in several of the fields and, and just looking around going this is just like a postcard so that part of it was very beautiful and I and for all of those of you that got to see Rocky Mountains up close and personal and what it's like to sit in a spot like an eagle with a bunch of stuff way below you <laughs> it was I'm sure it was at least that was kind of fun at least to see it for the first time the driving you know you got to kind of get used to that so we had 43 dogs in this. I think 60, I don't know, there were 69, something in the 60s dogs were qualified for this. And we had 43. And uh, that's a lot. I think next year in South Dakota, we're probably going to have a lot more than that. Which will tax the, how you set it up and, and judge it and all that. But I will say that uh, Lily Lowe and the... Uh, Northwest Pointing Lab Club and the Eastern Washington Pointing Lab Club and I think the Southern Idaho Pointing Lab Club, the, they put on a test that was a model for how to put on a test. They really did. I, and they had, it was, uh, it was uh, thought out really, really well. And I'm not doing this to flatter anybody. All of us there know this to be a fact. It was thought out very well. Everything we needed was always wherever we needed it when we needed it. We had volunteers, uh, particularly from the Northwest and the, and the Eastern Club, who are a long ways away. They don't live there in Idaho. They live in Washington and Oregon. And they, uh, I mean, a bunch of people came, got hotel rooms at their own expense, um, worked. They worked wingers. They planted blinds. They made food, they prepared the lunches, they got the birds. We had the birds, fresh birds, every day. One of the individuals from the Northwest Club went and got the birds from the bird supplier every day. So they weren't just sitting in crates all night, get, you know, getting worse and worse as the time went on. It was absolutely fabulous. And all those people did that, and we never had to wait for anybody or any piece of equipment or anything. Uh, so hats off to all of those people, the ones that were highly visible and the ones that were behind the scenes and made everything happen. And the food, uh, it was, I could go on and on about that. That's probably not why people are listening. But if you ever see any of them or, or anything, acknowledge it was amazing. We ate well. We had, we had coffee and food in the morning and we had lunches and we had dinner at night at the Grange and it was just um, it was amazingly well put on and I know my co-judges certainly agree with with that 
So thank you guys so much. And I know the handlers really <laughs> appreciated it. All they had to do was just get their dogs warmed up. We, they had, we had training places. If you guys didn't know, if you didn't read the stuff that was put out, everybody had places they could get together and go train all week before that. Not just right, not, you know, in different places, parts of, of Idaho. And so there were places and arrangements and birds available and help available. It was, it was absolutely amazing. And then when our handlers did come and show up, uh, every, they had everything they needed. And if you needed a cup of coffee or a bottle of water, all of that stuff was there. And uh, the signs were there. Even some creative poet, poetic signs <laughs> were there. It was just very, very welcoming um, for everybody. So there were, we had four judges. And we had four judges this time. We've always had three in the prior two because... We had 43 dogs that we ran the uh, retrieving series in the morning. We were always done by noon every day with 43 dogs. Everybody was saying that wouldn't be pot. A lot of folks, you know, I don't, you can't get that done. I don't, this is going to be, and we were done by noon or before all three days with our retriever series because the mechanics were so well set up. I mean, the, 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 the uh, equipment, the wingers, the holding blinds, everything was there when we got there. At 7 o'clock in the morning, it was set up. Uh, everything was there. So when we all drove up there and our test dog drove up there, everybody was there. It was ready. And so that's the reason that we got that done uh, always in time. The uh, The first morning that we were there, we had, it was land series. And there was a fog that came in. And a fog was dense enough that we could not start. Uh, with our test dog at 7.20 and start dog one at, at, at 7.30 because you just couldn't see the marks. They were uphill, and you just could not see them. But what we did do was we got together and we sang the, uh, the national anthem like you do at all major important uh, sporting and competitive events. We sang the national anthem, and we had a moment of silence for some dogs that have been lost and for some people who uh, have been lost and for the Hawaiian people and the people in Florida and some of the other things, it was very, very, uh, everybody was together on that very touching, very, very touching thing. And as soon as we finished all that, and I'm not exaggerating, the fog cleared. You could see, see up the hill and see the marks and all of this stuff. So, and we were ready to go. So we had a, a test dog that made it look easy. We had a land triple. And I had, uh, I had a couple people ask me, you know, so the judges, the, the, the judges you have, what, what, what concepts were you looking for? What were you wanting to set up? And so I'm going to talk a little bit about judging in this as well. Try not to get too boring about anything. We had four judges because we did, all, we all judged the Retriever Series together, all of us, all 43 dogs. And then we split up two and two um, in the upland field. So we split our upland fields. And two of us took half of them, and, and two, the other two took the other half. E each time we went into the upland field, there was a judge that had judged prior triple crowns so that nobody was in there winging it on their own the first time. So that, um, And there was two of us, I mean, there were two judges, but one triple crown judge, prior triple crown judge, always at, in each upland field. And I'm not going to do names or anything like that. I never do. We had four judges. Three of them were pro trainers, and one was a long-term uh, amateur trainer, 
uh, amateur handler who had uh, trained and competed his own uh, AKC Master Hunter titles, multiple four-time Grandmasters, so very experienced amateurs. And those, those were our four judges. And so none of us went in there with any concepts we were looking for. Um, what, what we all did is, you know, very experienced people, which uh, was great. It was just so nice. So what we did was when we were shown, and this is kind of a note to all judges, we were shown here's here's the land, and there's lots of land all over the place. Here's the land that you've got. Here's the water that you've got. So what we did as judges, all four of us standing there together, we, we looked around, you know, we walked here and there, and somebody had an idea here and thought about this there. Obviously, we had to be able to get 43 dogs through this, so we couldn't set something up that was going to be 15 minutes a dog or to even 10 minutes a dog. But land goes pretty fast, right? Because they're just running fast. So we wound up setting up a triple with a blind um, that ran amongst the marks. Uh, they weren't, I can't remember all the distances, but nothing was, I, you know, we might have had 80, 90 on a long mark or something, but they, we did that very quickly. It was with the hay bale. So we had a triple and a blind. And what we did as judges was, we looked at that, and the land kind of tells you what's there. So, and because everybody was so experienced, we never had one single argument about. And you don't argue, but I mean, we didn't even have a discussion about anything other than we knew we had to keep things, you know, so it didn't take ten minutes a dog. But everybody looked at the hay bales, kind of saw the same thing. Every, you know, somebody said, "Let's do this." No, let's move that that let's angle back this one. So what we did, again, as judges was, and, you know, everyone was real experienced, which is, gosh, that's so nice, because we could all kind of see roughly the same thing, what we could get out of this. So we let the land, we let the land water and the water tell us, you know, what would be good to test marking and what would be good to test uh, handling. And so that's what we did. You know, nobody, not a one of us went in there going, yeah, I'm really looking for a hip pocket, this or that. Nobody was doing that. We just looked around and said, hey, how about this? And so, and we had a lot of agreement. And we had agreement, the four of us, on the setups. We had agreement on the callbacks. We had, everybody, we had not one. It was so that one, the dog work was very good. So it's not hard to judge that. But because of the experience level and the seasoning level and the understanding what the goal was, uh, it was just a very easy thing for all of us to work together and to judge in the callbacks. Not an argument um, at all on that. So that was uh, <laughs> that was really enjoyable. And that's what you have. You know, it's not about something you're going to test out and try. It was about this is what the land here offers to you, and so. You know, everybody, everybody took that. It was a lot of fun. Um, so the judges, we all, that worked out really well. So we had the triple and a blind with an honor and a diversion because we could get all that done. It was on land. Uh, it worked really well. I don't think we had too, too many problems. I think we just had a couple. We lost a couple dogs. I, I'll say this, anywhere where we lost dogs, was not because the dog was not capable, not because we had no tricks. We had no tricks. This is a hunting organization. We are not, uh, like AKC, a testing organization. We are a hunting organization, and all of us had the same set of standards for this. 
you got to be able to have a memory and run a triple. You got to be able to handle a blind pretty much wherever it is. Dog has to work with you and take the cast and stuff like that. But we didn't, we weren't testing everyone's training. We weren't testing any tricky stuff. We were just seeing if the dogs could mark well and handle well. And the only, the failures that we had weren't because some the dog didn't really belong there. It was just because there would be, if you haven't handled a lot, we're at a national, right? And any of you that have ever run nationals, that's just not like a little Saturday morning training group. You're nervous, you're uptight, there, everybody, there, people are filming, there's all this watching of this stuff. And so there were some some people who haven't done a lot of this handler errors. That's mostly all that we saw. You know, the, the, the dog was good enough, to, but they just, oops, you know, you let a dog get out of sight on you where you can't see him, and then they show up somewhere else down the hill. It was that kind of thing. There was no nobody that really didn't belong there. Um, it was it was beautiful work, and I had told my judges, I said, you're going to like this because these guys know what they're doing, and the dogs are good, and that's a lot of fun to judge, and I, I think everybody did have a lot of fun. So we just saw some handlers kind of handle themselves out a little bit, we didn't see anything, no blow-ups, no disasters, no dogs that were there and shouldn't have been. It, that was that was a lot of fun. So that was we did a triple and a uh, diversion and the honor on uh, day one. We got done before noon. Um, then, of course, they brought lunch to for everybody, for the judges, for the workers. You know, people could could get lunches. I mean, it was just really nice. And we just we split into two fields. We moved uh, down the fields. I think we lost, I think, a couple dogs on the first series because they just got lost on the blind. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things as judges we had told them, you know, your dog needs to kind of stay inside on all this. <laughs> At least on the blind, we got to be able to see him. Um, and so if something got a little wrong that way, it was very clear, you know, that that was a failure of the blind. And this is a national, not just another test. We split up into two fields, and it was because Idaho has had a very dry, uh, very, very droughty summer, and there's fires. There were fires. You could see fires when we were all driving in, fires in Idaho. And so the owner, the owner who doesn't live on this property has a, a farmer that comes and hays for her, and normally doesn't cut too much, but because there was going to be a dog event there, he cut the whole, just cut everything. <laughs> he did a wonderful job of haying, except we didn't need a wonderful job of haying. We needed a little bit more cover <laughs> than we had. So as judges, instead of, you know, we, we just had to ad lib. We had to, uh, there was some places where grass had grown. There was, we used what we had on the two fields. Part of the problem, especially on one of the fields, was there was, it was almost in a bowl. And that's not real good for wind conditions. And I guess I wasn't in that one. The wind was circling and then it would die and then it would go another direction and you'd be out in the field. And then, you know, you had a wind from the left and then all of a sudden you had a wind from the right. So your hunting scheme kind of changed. So it was it was challenging uh, in terms of conditions, but we did plant birds. And uh, our field on the other side, it was kind of a long a uh, long rectangular one and we had some good wind tended to be the same because we weren't in a bowl we were just in a big channel and that worked okay we didn't have a lot of cover and in the beginning our planner because we wanted them down light you know again 
this is the best of the best. We're not going to have birds that are hermetically sealed into something. And so we had birds that uh, were planted fairly lightly, but it was a little bit too much in a, in a slight cover. So we had a few birds that were popping up just because we were out in the field. And, of course, no one was penalized for that. You know, if, it, if that happened on, on somebody's run, you know, it was like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we, cause at, and the, still, birds were pointed. I'll tell you, everybody that was there, they pointed. But we, the judges adjusted a little bit. We got the birds planted a little bit harder then. So they weren't popping out of the field the minute we got within 50 yards. And then we proceeded, and the number of points went up. number of birds pointed went up. They weren't popping out real easy. So we made the adjustments, took everything into account. And our field was, was I think, a little bit uh, easier to run uh, with the dogs. So, again, we lost a few. We lost a few. There was one or two bird catches in there, you know, because, I, I don't know, there was just a few, and you can't do that. And other than that, there was some absolutely fabulously good work. If you had a dog at this level, I'll just say this, and it went all three days. If you had one of those guys that's running out there just just at Mach 3, not that running fast is bad, but if their mind is also running that fast, you know, they might be tumble onto a bird before they even recognize that they're in the presence of one. That was a little tough when you have light cover and, you know, lightly planted birds. That was a, that was a little tough. But even then we had, we didn't have very many failures there. Um, and it was, it was a lot of, again, I love judging those dogs. It was just a lot of fun. Um, conditions were a little bit tough. Again, we just adjusted and our handler, nobody was getting too gripey about anything. And so we carried uh, the majority of the dogs through to the next day. So the next day we had our, we had a double and it's not like you have to have a double. You can have three triples if you want. But we went to this this pond that was kind of in the circled around in the trees, and there was a lot of heavy cover and stuff, and set up our land water series. So we had we you walk up kind of next to a pond, another beautiful setting. You know, it seemed like we should be having a little, you know, go fishing and then have some fried fish out of that. But it was it was we had our it was a walk up this time. So we had a walk up. You walk up and sat down. The pond is on the left uh trees and cover and a kind of a big open meadow thing on the right and you had a bird go off uh it was a mom and pop thing in other words there was one station had two wingers in it and one of them launched a bird down the shoreline not even very far i'm gonna say 30 40 feet onto the edge of not in the water but up onto the edge near the cattails you know they could see the bird land right there but you had a, it was in the corner of the pond so you had a, you know, it was the watermark and then the other would launch out the other direction just just in front of all the trees and stuff but in the cover uh to the left again neither mark was further than i'm going to say uh not 20 25 yards you know if that so there were very short marks and then there was a water blind, and I believe all of this has been put up on the on the uh, Facebook page where you can see. I think Chris Garamoni did the Google map thing where you could draw it all in so you could see literally. We had a, kind of a, a blind that went down along, not, it wasn't a shoreline blind per se, but you went da down to the other side of the pond, past the mark that you got, past the cattails. <laughs> and I, I had said, we had all the judges that said, 
okay, we are running a blind. We have to be able to see your, ju your dog to judge your dog. In other words, don't get lost in the cattails and get offline. Um, and that's what we just had a little bit of that. Uh, a little bit everybody was staying out in the water and it was just swim to the other side and it's right there literally in the water um, keep your dog inside all the time and then uh, so that went past the watermark and on the other side the, the land blind went past the mark and through the meadow and just just to the edge where the tree started and the really heavy cover heavy cover started you could see your dog the whole way and that was the land blind so we had here we had our mixed land water series retrieving series and we had our double blind one uh, land blind and one water blind and we had on that sheet and i'll say on, on my first series i only on my sheets i've never had that many fives five's the highest score we judge zero to five right now next year i think we'll, we'll use our new zero to ten scoring series uh, system but we had zero to five I had fives. I had many dogs that came at the end of the, after it was all over, said, can I see my score sheet? Like, sure. <laughs> Little straight lines. Five, five, five. We had people line the land blind and the water blind. Line it. Go straight to it. And then we had some that had a lot of whistles, but they kept them making progress to the blind, which is the purpose here. Progress to the blind. And I had just high scores. We were just fives everywhere. May, you know, maybe a four sometimes. The work was fabulous. Those were not easy. It was not easy. The marks, though they were close, <laughs> they were not easy. And the blinds were not easy. And yet the handling and the dog work, for the most part, was uh, just impressive. I think some of the failures we had were like a couple of oops. Like, oh, no, oops. You know, just a few handling oops. So again, not because the dogs weren't capable or the handlers, but some it's so easy to, you know, when you're armchair quarterbacking, <laughs> it's real easy to go, oh, they shouldn't have done that. But uh, yeah, stand out there and run it yourself and then do that. But so that was our, our series. And then again, we went to, um, we had three upland fields available uh, for this weekend for the Triple Crown. So we had the one in the bowl where you couldn't have any scent. So we decided not to use that one again. And we took the people that had that and we used the field that, that I had judged the first day. And that is where we had the, the rectangle and kind of a channel. So you actually did have some wind, light cover, but you had breeze available. And then the group, the poor guys that had the, the no wind I think they came over to us. Our guys, the guys I had had, got, they went across the street, and it was up and down the mountainside. It was that. It was, you were either walking up or walking down, but it had uh, quite a bit more cover, and it was fairly uniform cover, and so they went over there, and that, um, so that was the field. Those were our two fields. Now, I judged again that same, our, the channel thing with a different group of dogs there, and um, I think they were very happy that they had wind <laughs> versus the day before. So they over there where they were in the bowl and it was hard to get any, here we had uh, basically almost all the time a, a nice breeze coming down, very light cover. Uh, and if you hunted that correctly, we had a lot of four points, just one, two, three, four. You know, we were out of there in 10 minutes or less with four points. Or we might have three points and, you know, they just upwinded it just slightly. 
and it flew or something. So that's what we had. All, I think all, we had one bird grab there, which kind of heartbreaking. I hate I hate when that happens, you know, with these dogs that are this good. But in, on any given day, we had our never thing. If, if any guys have seen on the Facebook, we put that out. You know, never say your dog will never do something because if you do, then they will never, like they've never, nevered before. And we had a little bit of that. We had a little bit of, you know, dog that's never caught a bird catching a bird. And that's that uh, that hurts the judges almost as much as it hurts the handler. Obviously, that's the worst. hate seeing that. That's just, that's so unfortunate. And, on, you know, sometimes that stuff can just happen. But most of our work was very, very good. Now, across the road on the hill with all the cover, same, they had uh, some real wind issues. Matter of fact, I think they had like a lack of wind issue again like the bullet had that was a really nice place but apparently sometimes the wind on that hillside was just would die we had that we had the channel thing and for some reason that channel was a little bit of a wind tunnel because we always had a breeze sometimes not a lot but we did but up the hill and the judges had told me they failed I don't know like six dogs maybe on that um, for not having enough points because they just couldn't they were have to be on top of the bird before they could find it and the judges that were judging that told me if they'd had a breeze that we had on the third day on that hill there would have been six more dogs showing up on the last day so that was one of those very unfortunate things um, you know a fair number got through but they said some that if there had just been some more wind there wouldn't have had so much of the birds popping up or being right on top of them or stuff like that so you know that's the that's the hard part of this APLA thing a lot of times people don't realize you can't control the birds and you can't control the wind and you just have to deal with what you have and sometimes you get real lucky and sometimes you don't and we've all had that so um, anyway so we we dropped some more on that second day uh, more in the upland uh, fields because of the winds and the conditions so we go into day three now we're down about half I believe we started with 43 and I think we had uh, I should know this we either had 19 or 21 dogs going into the third day um, and on the third day we had and it was cold that day and of course we're doing watermarks when it's chilly uh, heat was never really an issue there you know the wind was really the, it was warmish but it was the wind that was the problem and so on day three now we got cloud cover um rain rain we had a little bit of rain the day before but we had some rain and we are doing a water triple and again that is available on the facebook page to see the water triple and again we weren't doing any concepts we weren't you know we just looked at this pond and it was kind of a technical pond but it was big enough that it, we didn't have to do we didn't weren't looking to do anything technical because we're not testing training. So we had uh, three well-placed birds. None of them were too far. I, I think 60 or 70 yards might have been the farthest bird. Um, and they were thrown, you know, and I think on, on all of them except the last one, the very last bird that was down, uh, you had a splash even. So you had a splash and then the other one was, you know, cut a left piece of the corner and, and get up on land and, and hunt it up. 
And then we had a uh, water blind that was, again, make sure you, we can see your dog the whole way. It was just water all the way to it. I think those guys said, I think when they measured it, it was 83 yards, something like that. It was, so it was a you know, relatively long water blind for that. So after you got your three birds, then you got to go get your water blinds set right on the edge. So you swam through the water, you know, by the mark, a mark that you got before and uh, to the end of the pond, right on the edge, on the corner, pick it up and come back. And we, again, I, on my, my judges scoring sheet, I had a lot of five, five, five. We had a few people line the water blinds. We had a few people that held, had, a, had more whistles, but kept their dog in the water on sight, didn't let him get off, get out to her, all that kind of stuff. Good, good dogs, good handling. Um, and so I don't recall, I don't know if we dropped any. I should be able to remember this, but I don't, there wasn't too many dogs that, that failed that thing and it was not a it was not a gimme it was not you had to mark the birds and good lord those guys did we had a couple handles and i think they were insurance handles mostly <laughs> not a most of them were it's like okay i haven't handled all all this thing i'm just gonna put them on this third bird because i don't want anything bad happening um smart handling we had a little bit of that we i think we had one or two that just did have to handle but handled well so you can't, you know, you can't handle in every series and your handles have to be good. Once you start handling, you want to just put them on it. And of course, at this level, we saw just all good stuff. So we got, but we're sitting there and the wind is blowing off the water. And I'll tell you, we were so cold. One of our judges, the one from the coldest area of all, was out there in shorts. And so we had to go get him clothing because <laughs> it was really cold sitting there got him covered up and so uh that was a chilly thing but the, you know the dogs were just great and so we did that and then went all of us now we had dropped down so we had 19 or whatever it was dogs here going into the upland field so all of us were judging together again we had only one upland field we took the one with the cover up on the side of the hill there's gonna be lots of walking up and down and everybody parked over there and and watching this thing and so it was we had uh, and we always put five down first for every every day every field five birds planted that's the rules so the first guy you know has that extra bird like most of the others do going in there and what one of the things that uh, everybody so we're all there all the contestants are there all the judges are there um again we have fresh birds we have bird planters that were always, as soon as we told the last handler to leash up, they were out there. They did a fantastic job. Uh, every, it's hard to plant birds and not have people get mad at you. <laughs> and we just had a really nice job. And the, one of the things that is just, I think, most memorable about this for me and I think for all the handlers is everybody was pulling for everybody. Every, you know, you'd gotten to the last day and the last series of the 2023 National and everybody wants to pass and everybody wants everyone else to pass. And so when we would go out there and we would say, you know, leash them up, everyone would start clapping up on the hill and clapping for everybody. And um, it was, it was the, I've never seen that much camaraderie. I've never felt that much. 
it was so that's what i love about the american pointing lab association and all these pointing lab people what we do is hard you know and i've done everything that there is to do in the retriever world with these dogs and been in all these venues and i'll still say this is the hardest because you got to do the triples and the blinds and you have to do them well you know we don't carry somebody that can't mark and handle and then you've got to go in the upland field where the wind might not be your friend and the birds might not be your friend and all of that stuff. And you've got to go be rock solid, steady on everything on the same day. And now three days in a row, that is a hard thing to do well. And so, <laughs> so everyone is really cheering for everybody. It was, it was, uh, it was a wonderful feeling because it was sincere. And I would tell you, I, can, I know I can speak for my co-judges here. We wanted everyone to fail. fail. Good Lord. We wanted no one to fail. We wanted everyone to get out of there, leash up your dog, and let's go. Um, and so it was, we really didn't. And so with only just uh, an exception or so, it, it was a beautiful show, man. Those dogs went out there. And there were a few times where the wind died and things got a little difficult. Now, just and, and judging at this level, and, you know, I think in, during the regular thing, we took the whole body of work. It wasn't like you could be stellar uh, over here and terrible over there or, you, you know, or just kind of barely making it all the way along. You have to, we, we judge the whole body of work. You know, so if you've had fabulous scores all three days, um, then we're going to be a little forgiving maybe at the end, but not very much really because this is the national. So, but everybody's work for them was just so good. And then we go into there and once we got figured out the planning and the location and all that kind of stuff, it was just dog after dog after dog that would go out there. It, the wild and crazy ones that point beautifully would run wild and fast and then just slam those points and the, the other more methodical dogs. You know, they would go do, oh, it was just so, so fun. And we would have fun with a few of the, the handlers, you know. They'd get their points and they were done. They didn't, and they, they were just so nervous. You would go, no, leash up. And one of them, one of them goes, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, no, just leash up. You're done. And uh, there were, there were, um, it was just a really happy thing. And I know so many of those people. I've been around so long, and I know, I, I, I basically knew everybody that was there at the last series. And and I'll be real honest, there was a few times when when we told them to leash up, <clears throat> where I I have glasses that get dark in the sun, and they, thank goodness they did that because I must have had tears in my eyes uh, many times because of how hard these people worked. How one how good these dogs are. Two how hard they worked to be able to go do that for three days. Uh, I'll say this, anybody that wants to criticize anything about the Triple Crown, I don't care what anything about whether we have one or what it was like or anything else, you go do that. You go run that thing for three days before you say a word about this. Because what it took, you know, we had people from the East Coast, we had people from northern Michigan, people from the west coast, north and south, that have been, you know, they train under different conditions. They do things differently. They, and they drove, came a long, long ways. 
and ran this thing and looked really good and were ready for this. And the amount of work and commitment and kind of knowing what you're doing that it took for everybody to get there was impressive. And when they got through and it was finally done and they could leash up for the last time, it was one of the most touching things I've ever seen in my life. And we had one person who I had met years ago from another part of the country who couldn't get his dog to walk on the leash. It is like, how do you do that? How do you get to walk with you? And that's where he was a few years ago. And he made it with high scores through day one. He made it through the hard field. No wind. Day, he came, made it through day two. Again, high scores. He made it through our hard water triple. High scores. He comes into the upland field. And he has two birds. And he had in count one, I think we flushed or something. He's, he's looking for his, the third bird or the fourth bird. He's looking for his fourth bird. And the dog is just, oh, just we're going up the hill. And he turned around and the bird flew right in front of him. And he grabbed it. And I, it was heartbreaking. Absolutely not heartbreaking for the handler. That's going to get to me right now. And all of us are standing there. And I swear all of us were just like uh, heartbroken. Absolutely heartbroken. Because he had come from, how do you get him to walk on a leash with you? To a Forex Grandmaster and also running all the other stuff. And he's on the last day and the last bird. And the never happens. He never got a bird, right? The never happens. And it was absolutely heartbreaking. And yet that is one of the most gracious, sincere, terrific people. And his wife was there. And I, I think there were tears everywhere because that was just not what was supposed to happen. But I just want to say in the, in the jaws of defeat, you see the finest part of people. And we saw that with the crowd and everything. And it was just, and again, I'm still heartbroken. I wish we could do that over again and, and all that. But I just, you know, part of this, playing this game, you work really hard, you do everything right, and you're really good. You know, you, you should get to the end and get the big ribbon and the plate. And sometimes in these sporting events, in everything, that happens. And it's kind of a measure of, of who the organization is and who we are and who that individual was and you know probably he's the biggest winner of all I will tell you that because he was heartbroken and disappointed and sad and gracious and warm and thanked everybody for stuff and I just saw the very best in in people I saw the very best in that man and his dog and the crowd that was there and the support um I tell you, it's one of the best weekends I've ever had. I, it gives me a lot of renewed hope about, one, the organization and people and the direction we're going. And I, I will say this, the dogs were fabulous. I have never seen that many top-shelf pointing labs with top-shelf handlers. It was, I hope, I don't know what we're going to get out in video form, but I hope everybody gets to see it because... It was impressive. It was really impressive. It was a pleasure to judge. But I will say this about the judging. I, the judging, because you have people that were as experienced as we have in the organization judging them. We had people who had absolutely no agenda, no concepts they wanted to prove or see or test on. We just had people who know what they were doing, 
genuinely wanted things to go well, genuinely wanted people, really judged fairly. And again, we had no argument. When we had to drop people, uh, every, we were all, it was a consensus. It was, it was fun to judge with people like that. Excellent judges, I will say that. They were a uh, pleasure to deal with, knew what they were doing, set up right stuff. Um, the organization has improved so much. So to all of those who did make it, you did hard stuff. You did a land triple that easily could have been at the highest levels of the other stuff. You did all the trick stuff we do, the diversions and the mixing stuff up. And the handling was very good. Uh, the dogs were impressive. The place was beautiful. The event, again, to all you guys and to uh, Lil Dr. Lily Lowe, who was the driver behind this, it was, it was a, sh a showcase of how to do these things. And we all had fun. And we all had everything we needed. And, you know, I'm from the mountains, so that, that didn't scare me. But after we got our Flatlanders over being scared, I think they had a lot of fun, too, driving fast on those roads. It was a wonderful weekend. And to the Triple Crown finishers of 2023, you guys are the best. Absolutely the best there is. I, I hope you guys, and even those that you were almost there and should be, come back next year and and go show them how it's done because now you know exactly what's happening and exactly what to do. It was, uh, the organization is fabulous. The people are amazing. Everything was so very positive. And it was, a, I was privileged to have been here when it first started and saw what, what it was, how the dogs were and how the people were and to watch what everyone has done, what the breeders have done and the trainers have done and the people that are running the organization and the board members, it was half, more than half the board was there. Um, it, it's like, it, this is a really good thing. And I was just, just so pleased and privileged to, to have been a part of it. And I am so proud of those people. I, I can't get over it. I, I hope whenever the video thing comes out or whatever, please go watch that because it was quite amazing. And so now is the time, everybody, to get ready for next year. It is going to be in Freeman, South Dakota. There are already dogs qualified for it. Uh, I think that um, I hope people, you know, the judging, it's going to be managing a lot of dogs. We're going to have to start getting more like the other organizations that can handle a large number of dogs. But if you can, I, I hope that you go and do that uh, with you and your dog because it's the greatest bunch of folks to be around. And watching those pointing laps excel at absolutely everything, even in hard conditions, um, it, it's just a beautiful, beautiful sight. So start getting ready now never say never never say your dog never breaks on the honor or break or does this or that just go do good dog work from now to then uh get make some arrangements if you're planning on going because so you can get your you know hotels and your campsites and whatever you need for that uh because it ought to be a fantastic event next year and it's a little closer to everybody uh more a little bit more in the middle of the country you know, and good Lord, where would you want to do upland hunting other than South Dakota, right? So it should be fantastic. I hope everybody starts working now uh, to do this because uh, this national thing, in my opinion, is a is a terrific, terrific thing. was not my idea, but boy, did I back it after it got going. 
And I hope that everybody enjoys that and works toward that and really has a lot of respect for those individuals that, it, that are training and creating those dogs and uh, for those individual dogs themselves. So that's my recap. Kind of went over a little bit, but I wanted to share as much as I could with everybody because all my feel-good stuff, that's not just me. It really was that way. It was a fabulous event. So uh, congratulations again to everybody there, and I hope to see you there next year.